Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Long Podcast Studio Sessions. I'm your host, Dylan Mark Murphy, and I am joined today with a Swifty Mutual on TikTok, who is just hilarious. Um, his name is Kaylin. Go ahead and introduce yourself if you want to. Hi, I'm Kaylin. Um, I am a longtime Swifty. I've been a Swifty since basically out of the womb since elementary school. Um, long time. I remember hearing her first on US 101, which is a radio station here when she released her first single. Uh-huh. And I remember begging my mom to take me to like her concert at the music festival near her house. So I've been a Swifty for forever. Um, my TikTok, as you can see me post Taylor Swift videos is Diary of a Wimpy Gay. I love that. I love the username and I'll put it in the, the bio too. So people can totally check that out. What's your favorite Taylor Swift album? Controversial. It's Fearless. Oh, this is perfect then. <laughs> yes. Fearless is my favorite Taylor Swift album. I'm in my era still. Um, I, Fearless Taylor's version was everything. I, I love that for you. That's, that's perfect. That's awesome that we're, we're talking about a song on your favorite album too. Sometimes it's like, we have to like segue with, you know, mm-hmm. I know we love this album, but we're here to talk about this, but to talk about something on your favorite album makes this 10 times better. Um, so today we're talking about the piano version of forever and always, mm-hmm. which is interesting to do because I haven't even recorded the episode for forever and always yet. So this one's ahead of that. So I'm, I'm excited to hear a little bit about your thoughts about forever and always in general, um, but also the piano version specifically. Um, so we're going to dive right into it. We're going to get to know a little bit about you and then what, why this is one of your favorite Taylor Swift songs. So let's just jump right in. Why is forever and always piano version, one of your favorite Taylor Swift songs? It wasn't originally one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. When I was like really little, it was such a skippable song on the soundtrack, on not the soundtrack, on the album. Cause I had nothing like really to relate it to. I love like the original forever and always, but as like, I got older. Music can be so different, like besides the lyrics and like the instrumentation, everything. And it became so much more relatable to me. Um, It is like a song of like heartbreak and like, bad communication in a relationship and how that like broke the relationship and that song easily like became one of my favorites as it became older it became so much more relatable unless like forever and always is like a song you scream in the car with your friends but like forever and always piano versions when you like cry to on the way home and so like as I got older it became so much more relatable and so much more close to my heart definitely do you prefer the original version or the piano version the piano version now, me at like age eight, a thousand percent would have been the original though. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like you have to be a little more mature in my, in a general sense to really appreciate mm-hmm. the piano version, especially if you're used to the headbanger that is forever and always. Yes. Um, so you touched on it a little bit about how you can, you know, as an adult, you can kind of appreciate mm-hmm. it a little more, but what does this song mean to you and how do you interpret it in general? Um, the song is a lot to me. I remember in height, there was a time where I kind of took a hiatus from Taylor Swift music. It was more during her like pre-reputation era where she went away from a little bit. I really wasn't listening to a lot of Taylor Swift music. And when reputation was announced, I was like, oh crap, I gotta get back into her music. It's been a minute. And during that time I had been like dealing a lot with like with 
heartbreak from like boys in high school because boys can suck sometimes. And so Fearless like still was one of my favorite albums, but it was such a skippable song for me when I was a kid because it was like slow and sad, nothing I could relate it to. But in high school, I remember when it came on in my room and I had put the CD in my like CD player in my room and I was like, just broke down cry. And I was like, man, Taylor, like now this means so much to me. Uh, the song's so good. And I feel like it's such an underrated song on the album, but like when it's slowed down, you can really like chew out every lyric to the song too. And it's just so good. Absolutely. And to talk about the contrast of how you were, you know, you skipped it when you were younger and now it's something different. I feel like you get that same sense in like, if you listen to the the re-recorded version, obviously there are so many like minor changes throughout this song that aren't in the original version. One in particular that I just kind of want to know like what your reaction was when you heard it was that moment where she says like it's coming or coming down to silence and there's like that dramatic pause, which isn't in the original. I just want to know like what was your like immediate reaction when you heard that for the first time since this is a song you like? goosebumps literally everywhere um this was a song when fearless taylor's version came out no i don't hear very many people say her like piano version of the song is her favorite song me and my friends are talking about like what song are you most excited for and i was like piano version i'm like going to cry and so i was in the car with my friends and we were picking up pizza and they're like kaylin it's time we have to like get your reaction to listen to the song because it's like one of my favorite songs of all time I like had goosebumps and like it was like an out of body experience because that's also my favorite lyric from the song and it's so good and since I have it on CD and I'm not giving Scooter Braun any money by listening to this CD version of her original sometimes I will play it and like contrast it with like the Spotify my computer and be like her vocals have gotten so much better and it's so much more like emotional now too. Definitely. There's so much improvement in general, obviously, in comparison to a 2008 voice to all the the years of music and training that she's gone through now to pop off with that. And especially that, that even that like minor change, like to add like this much of a rest, you can't see it because this is a podcast, but my fingers are (laughs) barely spread apart. Um, But like to add that much of a change to it and it still have like that drastic of a turn compared to the original is just definitely goosebumps perfect way to describe it um so I love talking about the deluxe tracks with people because I feel like all of these deluxe tracks except for maybe the other side of the door kind of go overlooked by lots of Swifties songs like Untouchable and Superstar those all of them they're just kind of like there for some people so the track placement of this being mixed in between all of the other deluxe tracks because it's like the middle of it it's in between untouchable and come in with the rain one do you think that it makes sense and two what are your thoughts on it like in general like um it being in between those songs that are so constantly you know overlooked I really don't like the placement of this song since it's like put in with the other like deluxe tracks and they're also like slower like a little bit more emotional songs it's just like sandwiched in between the others and there isn't like much versatility from song to song which I like in an album and Taylor Swift usually has that on her albums where they're kind of like they bounce around a little bit I'm not a fan of it on the original I like the placement a little more it's closer to like on the 
the platinum is it called platinum version am i correct is it platinum yeah, version? Like platinum edition yeah on that it's like farther up on the album and not like sandwiched between like the other like the the other extra tracks on the album so but on fearless taylor's version it might have been something she maybe overlooked a little bit since it's like not such a favorite and she just like put it in with the other deluxe tracks i get you because what i was like thinking is like you look at speak now deluxe and you've got acoustic back to december and acoustic haunted and they're at the top of the deluxe tracks and then you get the other ones yeah I feel like it would have just made sense to put it at the top and then have the other deluxe tracks come i agree but i feel like because it is sandwiched between those other because you have jumped and fall which is happy and fun and upbeat and then four really slow kind of sad moody songs and then you've got the other side of the door which is just another upbeat song i feel like when you put four songs in a row that are kind of sad and slow it becomes one of those things where like you're bound to skip one of them there's no way you listen through all four of them because eventually you're going to get either tired or bored of listening to similar melodies and composition composition not composition what is that that's not a word (laughs) Um, so do you think that this song, specifically the piano version, would work well on any other album? I think it could work well on Speak Now. I feel like that might be a little controversial. Definitely not the original version of the song, like does not fit Speak Now at all. But since Speak Now has some like slower versions of his songs, uh, more acoustic songs as well, like slower down tracks, I feel like maybe it could and since Speak Now also has like its good dose of like emotional heartbreak songs, um, I feel like it could. I definitely think it's best placed on Fearless, but I could see it on Speak Now. Okay, so if this is hot seat question number one, if you were to slip it onto Speak Now, where would you put it? Oh my gosh. Wait, Let's just, this is not what ahead. I was expecting. I think I need to pull up Spotify. Am I allowed to do that? Yeah, no, this isn't, this isn't like a quiz. It's open book. <laughs> Okay, wait, give me a second. Are we talking deluxe or the original? Um, either or. Just assume that like forever and always piano version is like the original version of the song and you can put it anywhere. It's not like a, like it pretend it doesn't exist on Fearless so that you can put it somewhere else. Okay. This is tough because I feel like Better Than Revenge and the story of us has like, well, we're talking about the piano version, so it's different. Right. Oh my gosh. I was about to say, the story of us and Better Than Revenge have similar energy to Forever and Always. Very true. Oh, this is tough. And then that's kind of a slow song. Okay. Mm. Hot seat question, Jeopardy. This music. is tough. And it might be controversial, but I am, I feel strong about having it. Ooh, okay. No, I have to go with it. I feel strong about having it in between Last Kiss and Long Live. I feel, sh- yeah, I feel strongly about that. Yes, and I'm content with that answer. <laughs> Final answer. I love that. <laughs> That's um, interesting. Can I ask why, if you have like an idea for why you would place it there or just because it works sonically or? I feel like it's definitely not like an opener to the album and there's such like strong songs and I think, Forever and Always is like such a lyrically strong song and I don't want to put it next to that also might be controversial. I'm not a Last Kiss or Long Live Stan. Um, so I feel like 
Forever and Always is a more lyrically strong song to put farther down in the album. And I feel like it obviously can't go like anywhere near like Better Than Revenge or Dear John because those they're like iconic bops and it can't be overshadowed by those songs. Definitely. And I think when you putting that, if you put it at the end, it's, it helps with like the wind down of the album Mm -hmm. because you've got so much like mean, the story of us better than revenge haunted all these super aggressive, powerful songs. So last kiss forever and always piano version. And then long live. You're like completely winded down by the end. So you're chilling by the end of it makes perfect sense to me. I totally get it. And it is, you're right. It's a little more since last kiss. It is, it's like, it's lyrically complex, but so much of it is instrumentals and mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's a six minute song, but it's like two minutes of that is just like the guitar and yeah, you know, it's like 45 seconds long. So it's like, I totally get what you mean with adding like complex lyrics too. smart choice. Brilliant. There's no wrong answer, really. It's just <laughs> nice to hear what people think. <laughs> um, so what is your all time favorite lyric from this song since it is lyrically complex? Um, as we were talking about earlier, I always like get the lyric wrong because I always like it's silence cuts me silence. It cuts me to the core. That's the right way to say it. I always when I like I'm listening to the song, I want to say it's something else because, yeah, silence that cuts me to the core. Sometimes I get her lyrics jumbled up because in my brain, I think that it it sounds different than what it actually is. But silence that cuts me to the core. Um, that's. I don't know. That song is so relatable to me because I feel like a lot of my like relationships that have like ended bad. It's just like lack of communication. And then it's like not saying what you actually want to say, not expressing your true feelings. And it's just like silent. And I don't know that song. And then just the way it's like placed in the song, especially Taylor's version, is like so intense. It's just so good. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's a good lyric. And also I just noticed like the, the line about silence, cause she says it twice. And then there's, you've got, what is it? The, the lyric in like speak now where I've never heard silence quite this loud or yeah. whatnot. Those two songs kind of like, I feel like they have forever and always the original version and the story of us have very similar energy. It's, it's yeah. like almost the same song and different fonts or whatever. And I think now that I'm thinking about it a little more, I feel like it would be really smart to put forever and always piano version and to have that callback to the middle of the album of mm-hmm. the story of us on speak now. And that just because of that lyric specifically, which yeah. you saying that made me think so connecting lots of dots connecting all at the same time. <laughs> um, so we've gushed about it a lot. Obviously love this, this version, love the song in general. So what would you rate this song on a scale from one to 13? 13 obviously I can't say anything else this is like definitely my top 10 favorite Taylor Swift songs um it's probably like up in my top three so obviously I gave it a 13 because like my top 50 Taylor Swift songs I put rank 13 because they're so good right I love that this is in your top three too that is that's great. I'm glad I picked the right person for this song since you, it's in your yes, I love this song. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay. So what are like the other two or three Taylor Swift songs you would give a 13? I know you said 50, but like your top three. <laughs> uh, it changes so often. I feel like right now, Exile, I mean, Exile has been up there for a while since Folklore's release. Um, I really like that song. And 
Oh, this is controversial. I really like Starlight off of Red. I don't like, I literally don't know what it is. It's just like a bop. That's fine. And then probably right underneath Forever and Always Piano version would be Coming With The Rain. So like another Fearless song. I love Coming With The Rain. I'm the Coming With The Rain stan. I don't know why I get slander. <laughs> I love that. I think it's the the mush of the, the slow songs on Fearless. Like, yeah, I feel like the thing about Fearless and especially Fearless Taylor's version is that all of the songs work so well as like standalone songs. Like you could just put anyone on and it would work well as a standalone song. But if you're listening in like the track list order, you're either really enjoying yourself or you're kind of just like, like flatlining, I guess. Yeah, I agree. The the word, because like, you know, you listen to those four sad songs in a row or you've got the beginning of the album, which is like five happy songs in a row and then four sad songs in a row. So you got to once we, you know, get to like red and um, red and uh, lover reputation. That's when it starts to like give you that more whiplash than yeah. fearless because fearless is just like a steady track. Whereas red is like all too well, 22. Um, I almost do. We are never, ever getting back together. <laughs> it's like full on whiplash back and forth. You get a little bit here with like, hey, Steven and White Horse, and then you belong with me. But mm-hmm. it, totally, it, I, I get you. I get you. Um, those were all of my questions. So do you have anything you'd like to say, add, speak about, speak now or forever, hold your peace? I did. And now it's just slipped my mind. Oh, I want to ask, what is your favorite track off of Fearless? I've probably seen it on TikTok before. And where does um, You Belong With Me piano? No, not You Belong With Me. (laughs) You Belong With Me piano Forever and always piano version land on your ranking of it. Um, Honestly, up until Taylor's version, I, I did not like that song. I didn't like the original very much and I think that's because I like or I liked the original version but I didn't like mm-hmm. the piano version that's on the platinum edition and then all the minor changes she made to it on Taylor's version made me appreciate it a little more um so I think overall it'd probably be in my top five on fearless Taylor's version um but like my top three are like three is you're not sorry and then two is hey Steven and number one is breathe because breathe is like I just solid. I love being sad. I also love Colby Calais. So that's like, all she does is sing the background vocals, but they sound really pretty. So, (laughs) so definitely like breathe favorite song on fearless forever and always piano version top five. And then like right below it is the original forever and always. (laughs) Love that. Yeah. Those are my, it's, it's wonky. It's a crazy top five. I like to give myself whiplash, obviously breathe. (laughs) <laughs> and then you're not sorry forever and always the other forever and always pure chaos 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 um but yeah that was all of my questions and everything I had to say so um just thank you so much for wanting to do this and especially like this song like the deluxe tracks were mm-hmm. really difficult to find people for in general so well, I'm very excited to do this. I love a good reason to gush about fearless. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that for the, I love that for you. Thank you. Thank you so, so, so much. Really. I do really appreciate it. And um, thank you to everyone who listened, especially if you listened this far, obviously you never have to, but thank you so much for doing it in general. Um, I hope you're having a good night, day, morning, whatever time it is where you are. 
I just stay safe, drink water, wash your hands, and I'll speak to you in two days when we talk about coming with the rain, which I need to listen to because I have no idea what that song is about. So um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, stay safe, drink water, wash your hands. Adios.